tuning into the Attack Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined today by my good friends from Nashville, Brittany and Sam, and Biggie. Hi. And Hello. also, my wife is here, also named Brittany. Hello. <laughs> there you go. So today is a today's a bit of an interesting episode. Um, Sam and Brittany are recording in his typical location. I'm recording at my dinner table and we had the awkward exchange of trying to do four mics and a few phone calls and realizing that the latency was about one second and if you ever played that speech jammer game where your voice gets repeated back to yourself i don't know an inconvenient amount of milliseconds late and you just can't talk that was a bit of what it was like so anyway um is that a real game Oh yeah, this was like a, this was a thing. I want to say back when we were in college, and you can go on your phone. There's like an app. It's like Speech Jammer, and you can delay your voice by a certain amount of milliseconds, and then you try to read something, and then you just end up like, but like your brain is right. processing you doing it. But I guess you need a little bit of you in there for hmm. your brain to keep talking. Interesting. So, the Speech Jammer is a real thing. So, anyway, why are all these people here? And right now we're kind of like stacked. Like my wife's about on my lap. I don't know how you and your wife are arranged, but... Very close. Uh, well, there, there you go. So we wanted to do... We wanted to kind of wrap out season four. This is season four, episode, I believe, 26. And we wanted to wrap out this episode just... Uh, we, we get a lot of questions about this, about like, how do you do relationships when you're kind of doing, whether it's the studio thing, whether it's kind of like the, the like entrepreneurial thing, because you're investing and divesting a lot of time to this venture or ventures and relationships. I think it would be um, a fallacy to say that they definitely like, like they do suffer. It'd be a fallacy to say they don't suffer. So that's why the wives are here. And so we're going to ask them a lot of questions and uh, hopefully they have, hopefully they do most of the talking, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how good of interviewers we are. Sam and I, I think this is like what our like fourth interview. Yes. I think it's the fourth we've ever done. Yeah. We're not big interview people. So there are other people out there who are fantastic, but <laughs> we just like to hear this is just talk. like a conversation with like our wives and each other. So we'll see how this goes. Anywho, wrapping up season four, you want to take us into the last housekeeping, bud? Housekeeping. I always say it that loud. We got to like tell the girls, yeah, there's normally music here. And it's usually auto-tuned. Yeah. It's there's very gonna be cool. music throughout this whole thing. Like every awkward little silence is going to be perfectly filled with, with the, the, the unbelievable audio. melodies of Sam Moses. Okay, we'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Welcome to Housekeeping. We this. this is a special housekeeping, friends. You have the unique opportunity to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, the best thing you can do is go on Instagram and screenshot our episodes or tag Matt and I, Most Mastering for the Record. Uh, when you share it on Instagram, it helps us so much. Uh, we've learned that it really helps us spread uh, the episodes and it creates more community, which we love talking to y'all. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet as usual. That's housekeeping. That was pretty good. It's yeah, like we've done cool. it, uh, you know, like 26 times this year. Mm-hmm. Are we going to change it next year? 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm going right. to make you do it each time. No, I am not. Then I'll make you do the outros. So, no, I'll keep Husky. And I'll keep the outros. So I have the first question here. I want to tee the ladies up and we'll see. I don't think there's any correct order in which to re- respond. Just, I guess, whoever... Let's say, like, feels inspired first, I suppose. Um, is that cool, Sam? Works for me. Biggie approves. <laughs> Biggie, Biggie hates approves. that we are both in the studio at the same time. He's guarding the window. <laughs> so, I have, so my first question. What, like, like with, with the whole, like, entrepreneurial thing, the whole, we can say, audio engineer, um, small business pursuit, what did... Um, y'all's parents think of first <laughs> of us doing this. I feel like this is like a really great first loaded question. It is a great loaded question. Hmm. Well, I don't know exactly like when you guys started on your music journey together, but for us, it was very early um, before we were married and we got very married very young. I was 20. So um, I was like still living at home. I moved out of my parents' house when I got married, like the whole thing. So they were kind of like, wow, I don't know what that means. And also, do you get paid? Like it was very much a huge risk and misunderstood. And I think your parents, Sam, probably felt the same way, even though... There was a ton of doubt and yeah. unsureness on how we were going to survive and pay our bills. And I don't want to keep talking. I want Brett to keep talking. So. Yeah. So, I mean, on both sides of our family um, who know each other and our friends um, very much were concerned, I would say, <laughs> at the very least about... <laughs> how we would survive. And there's, you know, the whole cliche of like, you're young and married and broke anyway, but that kind of didn't matter. I think they just didn't understand, you know, the music industry and what Sam was trying to do. And it was was definitely a struggle at first. I also didn't understand the music industry. (laughs) (laughs) Correct, yes. We both had, we're naive to maybe what we were getting into. All all I knew is, I at that time wanted to be a rock star in a band that we had started. That's right. That's this was before mastering. Right. Yes, very, very early. That mastering was not even like on the radar. No. It was just something because my first experience, which we talked about on the podcast with mastering, was when we got our band's record mastered, basically. And that was kind mm. of the the start of like, oh, this is a thing and <clears throat> I also remember getting our masters back being like, I don't think anything got better and I could do this better. (laughs) (laughs) Not knowing at all that mastering is actually quite difficult and the nuances of what changed. I just didn't even have the ears back then for it. Um, But anyway, I digress on that topic. Yeah, so all I'd say, it was was difficult for sure. So when y'all like moved to... Like y'all, y'all were when you got into music. You were in Florida, right? We were actually in Chicago, um, like downtown oh. Chicago. And well, I mean, our story. Like I told Britt 
we just started dating. This was before we even moved to Chicago. So this back in Bloomington. And we started dating in like a weekend or two weeks in. I tried to break up with Britt because I told her I was doing the band thing and I didn't want to drag her through like the awfulness of band life. <laughs> and I basically felt uh, I felt awful that I was about to take her like to downtown Chicago and basically we were all going to live together, which we ended up doing like six of us all lived in the same house. Our whole band lived together, including the wives, like our lead singer had a wife at the time. Um, and then Britt, when we got married, she moved in to our house or to the house as well. And we actually live next to our drummer is Brittany's ex boyfriend so he lived next door to us <laughs> in the house and we shared a bathroom with him very um, stupid let yeah. me just say so basically what I was saying is I tried to break up with her and she was like no I'm like in this like I want to be with you and I want to like go through this music thing with you which I didn't even know what that meant either at the time yes admittedly I don't think I even knew <laughs> what I was saying other than like well, you don't get to decide for me, which is very my personality. Like, no, that's probably not going to happen. And that was that. So yeah. <laughs> we carried on. So then, yeah. So when we got married, then we just all, the whole band and whoever had a significant other lived as well in the house. So it was like, a, it was a hot mess. Like, I mean, our, our, first year of marriage was in like a 12 by 12 bedroom sharing walls and sharing bathrooms with ex-boyfriends and lead singers and things of that nature. So was like, by the time you started mastering, was that like some needed security? Yeah. Or some nice security? I mean, it. well, yes and no, because it was still very new. So when mastering became like, the goal or more of the focus, I'll say. That was really when I got to Nashville. Yeah. And it definitely gave a little bit more direction, but I wouldn't call it security by any means. It was very much still like a brand new business, which is the way we try to view this whole thing in general is it's a business at the end of the day. And like any new business, it's, going to come with a lot of challenges and struggle in the beginning and you don't know like what's going to happen you just have to keep going so definitely security is not something I would describe (laughs) our experience for a really long time I would say I I still don't feel secure (laughs) like I mean I feel secure in like uh on some level, I feel secure, but I also have the awareness that like it could all end tomorrow. Not in a doom and gloom mm-hmm. way. I don't think it will, but I'm aware that the odds of a business making it and the odds within the music industry, it's just, it's just so rare and such a gift that it has progressed to where it has. And I'm also aware that I can see it now 10 years in of like basically seeing I have a ton of clients from old guys. And I will eventually be the old guy <laughs> that mm-hmm. some young kid like me will be t- stealing all my clients, you know, who's like more relevant and more familiar probably with the records and the loudness or whatever immersive audio that's going on that I'm just choosing to be like, 
Uh, I'm an old man now. I don't care about these things or something. Is that weird to think you'll like one day be shot out by like like against all the new kids in town? <laughs> it doesn't weird me out. Like I, my only thing is I feel like it will be a blink of an eye. Like yeah. I can't believe ten years have gone by already, and I feel like a lot of days I'm still just getting started. Um, and I know the next ten years will just fly by and then it'll be 20 and then at that stage it's like you know I mean who knows what's going on but anyway um, yeah it's it doesn't really uh, bother me anymore because I think you know seasons come and go and I think it'll be it'll be very clear when I'm done mastering whenever that may be I don't know when but I think I've, I've learned to be acceptant of change in life so anyway well, there you go. There you go. All right. My Brittany. My Brittany. <laughs> yeah. What did your parents think? And I'm going to probably, like, we can we can definitely stay towards mastering, but <clears throat> I'll probably, like, like we'll, on our end, we'll probably drift more into just to, like, small business, just because that was kind of, like, the risky maneuver back then. Mm-hmm. Mastering's, I wouldn't say, like, an overly, overly risky venture as of right now, or in, in any point of... Like my existence, but I would say, like, as far as like small business, I would say that's like far more, um, that's been far more risky. And when Brittany and I met, um, we're gonna have to find a way to keep the Britneys straight. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm sure we'll figure it out by the end of the, by the time this episode's over. Um, when Brittany and I met, we were both running like our own stores. And like I had a cigar store, and she had a like furniture store. Um, you can tell the story better. Um, so we we definitely like I, I feel like we understood the th- like the the whole like struggle mm-hmm. and I don't know pretty much like professionally being poor, I suppose. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I'd say that our story is vastly different. Um, Matt and I we didn't start dating until I was twenty five. I think if I did the math, 25, 20, yeah, about 25. Um, So we both, like you said, you know, we had businesses and all that. And um, we met working at a church and my parents also went to the church sometimes. And so they just met Matt as this guy who didn't like the way the church sounded. So he took it upon himself (laughs) to volunteer for the the sound guy role. And so that's how they met him. So they always knew him as- never done it before either. Yeah, he just kind of figured, well, I think I can make it sound better than it does now. (laughs) So that's how they knew him. They knew him as a sound guy and knew that he liked the audio stuff and was learning that and getting into it. And so like Matt said, you know, that was never um, like a risky- a risky thing because it started out as a hobby and it's always been something on the side. Like I know he's talked about that on the show before. He has another full-time business that he runs that's our bread and butter and it allows us to pay the bills and live the life that we do. And then everything with mastering is on the side and he you know, propels that on his own. Um, so in terms of mastering, my parents... <laughs> I actually think they probably think your job is cooler than it is, to be honest. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean I'm way. I'm pretty but sure that's a lot of people. <laughs> I think to them, they don't quite understand what mastering itself is. So I think they think that he like works with these really big artists and does these really big songs and like big projects. Of, of, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes he does, not sometimes, a lot of times he does have really good, really cool projects and, and everybody's project that they bring to the table is cool in its own way. But I think it, I think to them it's a lot bigger 
deal than it might be. Yeah. So that's a good, that's probably a good thing maybe, you know, that there's not too much pressure on it. But in regards to just, you know, starting a small business in general, I mean, I don't really want to go down that road talking, but I remember a very difficult conversation at my parents' table. What was that when we were like, <laughs> yeah. when we were trying to like buy a house? We had just gone to talk to the mortgage broker about how much we could afford. And of course it wasn't a lot. And we went over to my parents' house and kind of one thing led to another. And my dad kind of opened a whole yeah, he laid it can down of worms pretty good. of <laughs> you're getting ready to marry my daughter. You don't have a, you just started a new business. You don't know if it's going to work or not. Uh-huh. This was our the business that's now, you know, very successful five years in. But back then, you never know. There's risk. and Right. It's I almost was, seven years. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're right. Seven years. <laughs> um, and let me, looking back, I can see that he was trying to look out for his little girl. But in the moment, I didn't see it that way yeah. at all. When I asked um, Brittany's dad if I could marry his daughter, um her dad's a simple man, and so we went to a uh, uh, we went to a diner, <laughs> we went to the Hilton Head Diner, and uh, he ordered he ordered chicken fingers, and I was like, well, I guess I'll order chicken fingers too. <laughs> and uh, and so I asked him, and then I got a pretty solid talking to my other my other business. I never refer to it on here. Um, just it's not normally relevant to the conversation, but since it may come up, uh, the name of it is Emery Allen. Um, it's a business that I started with my dad about seven years ago when I was leaving Hilton Head. And uh, we manufacture and do some distribution um, just in a, um, a, a, I mean, I, I would say humbly a small capacity. It's not really that small of a capacity, um, just out of Charleston, South Carolina. And it's been a pretty fun, um, almost seven years so far. Um, and that's when that was just getting off the ground. And... I think I was like getting like $500 every two weeks. And that was all like, if you've run a business before, it was under the guise of, um, would it be like owner? It wouldn't even be an owner distribution, be an owner withdrawal. Cause you're just like, kind of like collecting back equity that you've invested almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was uh, like, like we'll always talk about like doing stuff now and being like, man, this is this was like like way back like a few years ago. This was like super expensive to do. Like this just like was totally mm-hmm. not the budget. And it's like just right. something today that's just like so trivial. Like yeah. there's a few things that like I wouldn't fudge on. I'm like, yo, we are getting at least two ply toilet paper. <laughs> like we're gonna buy like some decent sheets. I don't want to sleep mm-hmm. in sandpaper. Right. Like there's a few things I that remember like that first year. I mean, our life happened. We had a lot of life happen in a couple years. We yeah, got engaged, got married. Three months later, we found out we were expecting a little boy. We moved apartments. You were starting the podcast with Sam. The business was still going. Like I had business things going on. That's right. Had, you had your business out of the back I, of Emory Allen. Yeah. So we had a, a lot going on. And um, like I remember our first Christmas, even buying a Christmas tree, going to Lowe's to get a Christmas tree. Like that was a, I think we used a gift card to buy a Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we used a Visa gift card so we could buy a Christmas, Christmas tree. Christmas trees are a luxury. Oh, for yeah, sure. I mean, it's a big deal. Like, and now, you know, obviously it's still an expense, but it's something that we would like, we go big. Uh-huh. Right. You know, it, it's got to be a good tree now. <laughs> so it's it's important. But so it's just how, how things change. Yeah. 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 So, Sam, you get the next question if you have one kind of queued up. If not, I can take the reins. Um. Yeah, I have ball that we wrote down here. I'm trying to think which one I want to ask next. 
Um, I'll do a quick one and we'll yeah, figure it out. That's great. <laughs> Have we ruined music for you? <laughs> or do y'all just like not listen or what's up? You've not ruined music for me. I would say without you, I would listen to much, much less music. I think I probably wouldn't listen to music less in the car or running if it weren't for you. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't think I just have it on in the house. I don't know. I mean, you've exposed me to a lot more types and genres and stuff. You have ruined some audio for me, though. <laughs> like, you know, at church, if things are off yes. kilter, I notice. Yes. If a podcast doesn't have very good production, I can't listen to it. Like, if a movie, if the volume goes up and down, up and down too much, I can't handle it. So you have made me very critical and in tune with those things. I mm. generally, I would say... Pay attention, but maybe not as much unless Sam brings it up. It's like, okay, we're just trying to watch a movie. Can you just like not right now? <laughs> I'll ride the volume like, on the Apple TV. It's remote. really okay. <laughs> or you're in the car and he's like mixing the song in the car, like with the stereo. And I'm like, I'm just listening to music, please. So I would say music isn't ruined for me unless. Sam's like commentating. <laughs> I don't feel like I ruined it, but your awareness is so much better now. Well, yeah, I'm I'm more educated, so I can pick up on because like if a new release comes out from somebody in town, she'll be like, "Doesn't this sound boring?" Yeah, that- there definitely are times when I'm like, "Oh my god, it's not bright enough." She'll say, like, "It's not I bright enough." That? I'm like, "Oh, very good." Like, this mix is terrible. <laughs> like. <laughs> There's definitely a, an awareness of what records can sound like, I think, now at this stage. Yeah, and then uh, something comes out that's a little bit subpar. Right, exactly. Yeah, just like an immediate, like, no bueno. I haven't got my wife to the point of like, man, that snare sucks, and then she like turns off the song. Uh, That might be by like the 10-year anniversary Uh or something like that. So you got a question worked up, Sam? Yeah, I mean, one of the big ones is what is the most, what's most important to you with work life balance? Because that's good. I don't know how you do what you do, Matt, because you basically run two companies on some level and you're a father and a husband. Hmm. Yeah. um, (laughs) I'll say, like, well, I'll. Speak very briefly, and then yeah, I'll let your wife kind of yeah <laughs> hear from her end. I guess to give kind of like the skinny on it. So when I'm really, really, really busy, um, I call mastering my five to nine before my nine to five. <laughs> and so I used to do that, and then um, well, it'd be the five to nine before my nine to five. And then I would do my five to like six thirty, and then I would come home and I'd do the dad thing, and then. Um, which was about 13 hours of work and then going and being a dad and then trying not to ruin my marriage (laughs) um, and like try to like put them first. It's like, I love being a dad. I love being a husband. And um, we were in, I'll be, I'll be very honest about what today, what happened today. Um, We, not uh, like at Emory Allen, um, some of the things that like, like, like when you kind of like become like a little bit established as a business, um, um, some things that you need to, it's kind of like you start like making like, mm, if you have like other people who rely on you for cash and like, like, um, like financial support and like emotional support and all those other like 
really important stuff in life. Um, but like, let's specifically talk about financial. You probably should have some form of life insurance. And so, like, we were talking about that, and we were talking about like secession plans. Like, okay, if something happened to somebody, like, what happens? Are we capable of like going on like this, or like how how would the, our company need to pivot so that we can continue on doing on? And what does that trajectory look like? And for how long? With our current product offering, are we going to have to pivot with our product? And so. It was a very like honest type of conversation uh, today, and so that's uh, that's probably about as far as I'm going to go into that part. But um, the way that all of that pivots back is that um, it's like you're putting like you're putting like a bunch of work into like I don't know, just like th- you're doing 13 hour days. You're coming home and you're trying to like be the best version of yourself. And like at the end of it, you're trying not to kill yourself. Like, like not like not, not being crude. Like you're, um, wearing yourself down. Yeah. Just like, like, like an utter breakdown. And I haven't really hit that point yet, but like you eventually find little tiny like chinks in the armor and you're like, Oh my gosh, how does this work? And, uh, and so it's like I realized that, and I may have said this in an earlier episode, that, okay, well, I took the five to nine and I realized I'm burning about an hour of just like, just from being tired. And so how do I take that? Like maybe I go from like six or 6.30. I think 6.30 has been the most recent if I have something uh, like 6.30 to nine. And so like I'll dedicate that and then we'll do Emory L nine to five. That's the constant. Um, but then like you also have like, okay, well, I'm not going to take on certain projects. And so I've said before that I don't take on um I don't do like hip hop. It's just not my thing. And I really want to like get into that genre. I just I'm just not wired to I think I like appreciate it as much as say like someone like Sam is. And then I also don't do any metal. And it's mainly because if I'm being yelled at for like a few hours and then I got to go be a boss, I'm a complete jerk. And so I don't want to be a complete jerk because I was yelled at at the beginning of my day. So um, you just kind of like create those little tiny rules that like help you go forward. And so like you can like continue to like, like make this whole thing work. And so you don't burn out with it. So I don't know, dear, <laughs> what say you on, on this? Mm, I'd say it's, it's definitely been a journey, like a kind of a trial and error period. And things have changed a lot from when we first got married and first had our little boy, Emery, hence the Emery Allen is a family company. Um, I think there is some times where we had to kind of figure out what does this look like? What does work-life balance look like for us, particularly since you have a full-time job and then you're doing this on the side and trying to build something. And, you know, I was a new mom and I had a business at the time too. And then you know, hormones and postpartum things and just trying to figure out the new role. It's It definitely changes as the seasons change. Um, I, but most important thing, that, like the thing that stays steady is for me is quality time and having, you know, not just a present person, like a physical body, but I want like a very present um, <laughs> presence from him of, you That's know. That's not like gifts. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a gift person. No. <laughs> you know, like, you know, being being able to be the best version of yourself when you are home and fully functional and awake and in whatever that looks like and probably better words than I'm using right now, but but quality time and um like I said, it's it's definitely been kind of a trial and error period and there was times where I don't think things were perfect and we had conversations about that and that takes really good communication and 
I guess, courage from both parties to bring something up and talk through it and try and find a solution or something that works better. And um, then there's other times like the last probably year and a half or so, two years where we've had a really good groove of of having that balance. And um, a lot of that is just, it's all due to Matt, you know, choosing to wake up super early to go in and do the stuff that he likes. And um, instead of sleeping in or doing something else, you know, he does that. So he goes I in. I love and, sleeping in. <laughs> I can sleep, y'all. Yeah. But he's, and he sets boundaries too. And I think one of the coolest stories is he shared one time on a very early episode that he always wants to be home to do bedtime for our son and be there to tell him goodnight or do bath time or stories or whatever that, that is. And he had plans with a, a client who lives in the area and he, the client called like after dinner and said, hey, I was just listening to your episode and I heard you say that it's really important for you to be home for bedtime. Are our plans going to interfere with that? Like, should we meet later? Is that still okay? And I just thought that was so neat that he, you know, reached out to check on that. But Matt, he's he's very good about keeping that, you know, at the forefront and important. So as long as quality time is still there and um, Matt's taking care of himself and, you know, healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, not wearing himself down, you know, then I'm all for supporting him and doing this extra stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Very sweet. So, y'all have anything on, uh, on y'all's end about, uh, on that whole topic at all? Work-life balance? Yeah, yeah. I would say... I'm, don't be forced. Like if it's like if like you don't need to force an answer. No, out if no, it's no. Not right. No, Bert's got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you got these right that written down. I did get a preview, so I like thought about them a little bit. But um, I would say I'm also very into quality time. But the difference is for us at least that Sam has almost always worked at home. Um, so we are together an abnormal amount. Um, yes. I would say like the amount of time we spend together is excessive. Um, <laughs> just because we're home a lot together and then we also will like do everything together and we don't have kids yet. So um, we've just had a lot of time to be together and that's not to say one or both of us isn't like working um during the day at different times but I've also worked at home a lot um as well so it's just lent that you know quality time aspect to be really high which is great um but there's definitely been a practice of figuring out like making Sam's work at home more of regular hours where he he's not interrupted or he's on a schedule. So, you know, if he's popping in and out for something, for the most part, you know, he's just kind of doing his thing at this point, and so am I. Um, but he had to figure that out on his own of how to make a schedule and make it like more of a job job for him even though it was at home and he could just come in and out or he could say like, ah, let's go to lunch or, you know, whatever. But um, he's super disciplined. So it was kind of like once he was like done working past, you know, when it was time for dinner, that was kind of that. It was like, I close the door, work's over. And for the most part, that's the case all the time where if work's over, 
he doesn't keep working unless there's a special need for it or we're just kind of like not doing anything that night. You know, I typically don't care that much, but that's because he set the schedule and the standard of on a normal day, I stop working and it's, you know, you and me time specifically or if we have plans or whatnot. So I would say work-life balance in the beginning was more difficult, of course, as you're like learning how to work for yourself. Um, But now it feels like he has a job, you know, but there's Mm -hmm. also a lot of flexibility within that. I think one of the biggest things, I mean, she kind of mentioned it, but like during the day, if I do like leave my mastering room and I'm like coming down to eat food or something, there's like an understanding now at this stage, like it's not don't bother me, but it's like I'm in, I'm at work kind of thing. Yeah, work. And that took us a lot of years, I feel like, especially when we were in our other house, which was smaller and I still had my own mastering like room and stuff. But it took a long time, I think, for well, I don't want to I don't want to say bad, but for us to like find the flow and for at that stage when our <laughs> house was a lot smaller, it'd be like I'd walk out of my room or something. And if it didn't feel like it, I'm I'm big on having things like cleaned up, which Bert would probably say I'm an like overly <laughs> anal about things being picked up. <laughs> And I mean, she's a very clean person too. You're super clean. Thanks. You are. (laughs) But there were times where like stuff would be out and I would feel like I'm at work here. Like I need this to be clean when I come out of my room to the kitchen or something like that. So anyway, we figured out a flow, I think now at this stage where like when I'm in my work mode, we understand like, if I'm not like super talkative or wanting to answer a bunch of questions, it's because like I'm at work basically. And then hmm. when I cut off from work, then you know Brett gets a hundred percent of my attention. Um, but that took a while, I think, for me to learn and for her to learn like how how does it best work for me to work <clears throat> at home? You know, is it a nine to five situation? And we've kind of found, and I've found too. I think we do best when I'm in like super focus mode from like basically like 11 to 4 is kind of like my time. And everything leading up and after that I view as like part of my flow and and you know working out and meditation and all those things prep me I think to do my job well and also to be a good husband. But I think at this stage we have a great understanding that when I'm in work mode it's like I'm in work mode. But then when I'm done with work mode, like she knows, yeah, I'm genuinely like present and here, you know, for the rest of the day and night and all that. So that took a while, I think, to sort out. Yeah. What, uh, I think like the next one I would do, and we're at like right about like 40 or so minutes. How are y'all on time? Good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to fall asleep. I'm good. We're good to go. (laughs) We can keep going. For all y'all at home, we're doing this pretty late at night. (laughs) Um, What would you say is the best way for, um, or at least that y'all have found to make like the proper margin for your relationship, like through all of this? 
breakfast. I'm kind of going off script. So if y'all are like staring at each other, like that's not one of the questions. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just trying to think how to answer. Um, can you elaborate a little on your question? Like, I, sure. I think you mean like means of creating more like change? the things we do. Yeah, like mm. our breakfast yeah. dates or park going to Brandon and stuff. Oh, at least I think those things are important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think at this point in our season of life, I kind of leave that up to Sam um, based on his work schedule and like what he has going on. So if I'm like, hey, do you want to do this this morning or in the middle of the day, if there's like something I ask him to do or some, you know, whatever, um, I just really leave it up to him at that point, what his day looks like. Um, Cause I'm mm-hmm. way more flexible. So, and he's great about, I would say Sam is really great about leaving space for things that I need help with or, you know, life things that are going on. Um, he has now the flexibility to make room for more things or schedule things accordingly throughout the week if he needs to. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that just takes a lot of communication. I mean, we have a shared calendar. So like we put everything there and um, early on in our relationship, I think this was like difficult, but helped a lot. We only had one car for like seven years or something. Seven years? Seven or eight years. We only had one car. car. So that, that really required us to... Plan. Communicate and plan really well. Um, and so I think that helped us just like figure out how to how to make room for the things that we need and how to make everything work and make sure everyone's like getting what they need as well. Um, so yeah. Lots of communication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's expectations, communication. I mean, the car thing was kind of awesome for a long time because it forced us really to decide what we wanted to do and was it important to go do it right then. Yeah. And uh, we also were driving together all the time. Right. So again, like mm-hmm. with the excessive time, it's like if one of us needed to drop the other off, you had a guaranteed like 20-minute right. like hang. So... There was just like a lot of time to figure that out, I think. And I think we're both able to like ask her what we need or if it's like, hey, we should go out. So we have like time together outside of the house or things like that. Um, We just express that, just being able to ask for what we need in the relationship more than anything. And that just, yeah, requires communication. I think we're pretty good on having dates. Like, we'll either do, we used to do date night every Wednesday, and then that kind of shifted, which we do. I mean, we eat like every dinner together anyway, but we do a lot of breakfast dates now because with Biggie, we like to take him to the park and stuff, or like we'll eat breakfast, then go to the park or things like that. And that to me is, I think, really important to do things outside of the house, to be a part of society. Because if you do work at home, and I know a lot of our audience does work at home, 
it's really easy to forget that there's a, a, a world out there and that you and your significant other should probably exist in it too because it's I think it's healthy to have some relationships. I don't think you need a ton. But I find that it's always beneficial for us to like go out. Um, yeah. And that's kind of hard because Britt and I actually make really great food. And well, and we like being at home. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we've created a I'm house I'm more of a like. homebody than Sam, but we tend to like hanging out at home because we like our house. And, you know, even though I talk about us having, like, flexibility and freedom to, like, make room for things, we still are really busy. And our days, like, tend to be super full. So at the mm. end of the day, just, like, everyone's busy, you kind of want to sit on the couch. So it it takes the forethought to say like we should go out or like let's schedule this and sometimes I'll just like make a random reservation for dinner the next week just to be like hey we're gonna go out because it's been a while and we should go into the world you know Mm -hmm. definitely I would definitely say it's pretty difficult for don't get me wrong like we like going out but it's like we make some pretty like banging food, mm-hmm. right? It's like I like you go out for like a steakhouse. You're like, man, it's like mine's mine's better than this, right? right. Like, why did I just spend like a stupid amount of cat? Why did I buy a seventy dollars steak rice <laughs> when mine's like a lot better than this? Like, is that tr- even more that, than that trigger grill life will change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes, what's it changes the waistline significantly <laughs> as well. So, oh well. Too much brisket. Mm-hmm. Can there ever be too much brisket? Yes, uh, there can. <laughs> okay, so like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've, uh, I think I've uh, sworn my wife off of brisket. Um, so well, you can I pretty send much it just make us. it. <laughs> like Pretty she just, it. I, I, I just make it when she's out of town. And my next thing is, I had to do a brisket a few weekends ago when her and the kids were down in Hilton Head at her parents. And I was like, I got to do this because my next one I got to do is a pastrami. And so oh. you're like seven to eight days like with brining this big old brisket, washing it off, doing any other seasoning you're going to do. And then you're like, what, 20 hours on a smoker before you even, <laughs> then like four hours cooling it down or three hours, whatever you're doing. It's a production. Yeah. yeah. So I had to make sure I wasn't going to screw that up. So that's, that's what's next. <laughs> so anyway, dear, margin and relationship. I think the question was, mm-hmm. what do you do for that? Do, yeah, what do you do have like, margin? What, what do we what do? What do y'all do? Well, I think first off, we've gotten good at saying no and setting boundaries and really thinking like, is this- Not on each other. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> things outside of our marriage and outside of our family. And you know, thing is this the best thing for our relationship? Is this a good yes for our family? If that's like travel or events far away, if that's- kids' birthday parties on the weekends, um, which we're learning are quite a big thing as your kids get older. And we are double booked for a weekend coming up and we need to make the decision. Is this a good yes for our family? Um, but we, we, we really protect our weekends. Um, that's family time. That's time for Matt to hang out with the kids. You know, Saturday and Sunday morning, they can snuggle on the couch and watch, t- excuse me, TV and be lazy and we just really protect that and um, I really cherish that time that we have together. It's been a big football year for yeah. for Emery. Mm-hmm. So he's four nice. and a half and learning what football is. He got to go to his first football game last weekend with daddy, which was Yeah, cool. let me tell you a story real quick. I know we're like coming up on time. Let me tell you a story real quick. <laughs> uh, so 
we're at like we're at like where I, where I graduated college was the Citadel, and they were playing Furman, and they were playing. No, they were playing Wofford. They're playing Wofford. They're playing Wofford. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. We were Waffles. calling. Emery couldn't pronounce Wofford, so we called him Waffles. Um, and essentially, it was a fight for who would be last in the conference, and whoever won this game. And so Emery, for forty five minutes, like fourth quarter, he's like. Dad, I want to go home. And I was like, okay, okay. But when that clock says zero, we can go home. And so they're like neck and neck this whole game. And then it gets down to like nine seconds or so. And this like score is tied. The Citadel is not going to run the ball. They're taking a knee and they're like, oh crap, they're taking it into overtime. And now I have to explain to my four-year-old why that clock says zero, zero. It will not go back on again. And those those guys are still playing for another, I don't know, like 15 or 30 minutes. That was pretty interesting. Anyway, the Citadel won 45 to 44, so they're now the second worst in their conference. Um, so, but he he said he he said what was it? He's like he's like I think I had enough football today, Dad. Yeah. I, I think I think my I, it was like my football cup is full. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. I'm sorry I cut you off. Yeah. No, but no, we we just kind of evaluate what are good yeses, what are not good yeses, and just this past fall we have so we have two kids. We have Emery who's four and a half, and we have a little girl who is almost 16 months. So the last year and a half has been. Just constant change when you have a baby. Like their schedule is always changing, and your routine's changing, and um, you just kind of have to move with the season and the flow of things. And this past fall, um, she's been at a really good schedule and place to where Matt's mom, who his parents live around the corner from us, has graciously offered to give us Thursday night date nights. So we just started doing that. August or September, and that's been really, really fun for us to get to go out every Thursday and try a new restaurant or go somewhere fancy where you can't usually take kids and eat good food and have good drinks and just kind of chat. And sometimes we do like a conversation starter card um, with different questions for each other, and those are fun to go through. And sometimes we just talk about what's going on in life or funny things that the kids have done or anything that we have coming up. So, um yeah, I think those are yeah. our big things. I feel I feel like the most of it is just making sure that you're like being intentional. Mm-hmm. And so it's like not always like, oh well, I screwed up, I need to get a gift. It's like, well no, it's like you need to you need to like be intentional about your time and like who you are and like I don't know, if you're like feeling a certain way that's like no bueno. Like, make sure you communicate that, which is is me preaching to the choir. (laughs) So it's like, if I'm not like feeling like going for a walk or something like that, or I I I don't know, it's like, it's like I don't know. It's like, well, what's 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 more important? It's like, is it like, like hanging out with Brittany, Emery, and Elliot, or is it just like sitting my butt on a couch? And so it's like, I know, and it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes that doesn't happen, and sometimes (laughs) I'm not the best at that. and other times it's like, you know what? I was outside for like four or six hours today and I just, I, I don't really feel like going on a walk this afternoon. And other times it's like, you know what? It's like, I need like, like I need to make sure that they're growing up with like an intentional dad and that um, like Brittany has like an intentional husband. And so that's, that's always pretty, pretty darn important to me. So, and then there's like far as like, Creating margin, man. I, I love date night. You, you, Sam. You and you, you've been talking about this for a few years. You, 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 like, yeah. I wouldn't say you've been hiding the treasure, but it's been pretty. <laughs> it's been pretty enjoyable. Like, I got a pretty fun wife here, right? <laughs> so we go out. We get pretty much have gotten oysters. Like, I don't know the past like 
12 times. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And, yeah, it's Instead been... of cheersing our drink, we cheers our oysters on the half shell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. So an acquired taste, but man. When you live in Charleston, you kind of have to do it. Yeah, yeah you got to do it. Yeah, definitely. So, so I would, uh, let me see the time here, dear. Right about 52 minutes. Sam, do you have anything else? I have a closer, but um, do you have anything else you'd like to ask? Or Biggie's, no, I mean, Biggie's, Biggie's chiming in. I, Let's just mic him up. There's <laughs> one question that I like, that I like. There's one left I like. Um, the what is one or a couple things that help clarify what we do out instead of just viewing us as sitting in our room playing with gear. Because mm. <laughs> I feel like for, I mean, I'll ask my wife this, but I think for a lot of people out there, if, you're, if your significant other is, you know, around you and you're just starting your business, or even if you're into your business a few years, I get to constantly see, like, my progress. But then it's really easy for your partner to not see that like during the day. Like, you know, if I'm wrapping a project and getting a new one and then I just come out of my room, it's like, you can feel like, I think when you're starting that, I'm just in here like listening to music and not doing anything. <laughs> so the question I guess I'll ask my wife is, were there things that helped clarify like, I'm not just up here playing around? Yeah, I think... Or was there anything I did? I'm not trying to like toot my horn, but was there a moment where you're like, oh, I understand he is trying to run a business or this actually helped me understand what he does? Right. I think like I was saying earlier, because we started so early on in our relationship, to me, music was always the thing. Um and even like before we started dating, you were and doing music in some capacity. And so that was pretty normal for me when we started dating and then got married. It was just kind of always a part of our relationship in some capacity. And I'm not going to say I even now like understand what you do per se, like if I'm looking at your computer or buttons and it's all very confusing, but to the best that you can, you have educated me or included me more so in the process of what you're doing or projects you're working on. Or I think that's just the the best way to involve your partner, especially if it's a new relationship or you're new to music or whatever, um, is just including them as much as possible and helping them understand what you do. And it not that they're ever going to fully comprehend because it is complicated, but I feel like I can have a conversation to a point and mostly that's just because I get bored with it where it's like, okay, I, I can listen to audio talk for a certain amount of time and then I'm out. Like the lingo starts going over my head and also I just don't care anymore. So I <laughs> am interested to know and support, but I also think 
there's just like some trust involved where it's like, this is what you do. This is what you love and I support you. So I have to trust that it's do it's going somewhere. Like this is for a purpose and you know, for us specifically, it's gone how we wanted it to. And like I said, music was always like the thing, like there wasn't another option. Um, we have kind of always talked about or known where we were going and this was it. So I didn't really, I guess, question that as much just because we had a plan in mind and I supported Sam in that and trusted that he was doing what he said, I guess. (laughs) I feel like the statement of always having a plan is needs to be No, I'm not like very loose plan when we started. But we knew where we wanted to go. Right. Yeah. There was a even early on we were coming to Nashville to do music full time. Like there wasn't a step-by-step guide, but the goal or the the big picture was always the same where it was like, it's full-time music and that's it. In my mind, there yeah. wasn't another route. Like, that's what we were doing. That's what you were doing. Right. And I decided to go along for the ride. Like, so either I was in or I was out, you know? Like, if I wasn't on board then that would have been quite a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Marriage would make it. (laughs) I feel like I was pretty clear, though, up front. I mean, I tried to dump you, obviously, because I didn't want to bring you through. Well, and I will say... (laughs) The awfulness of the first few years. Yeah, with the band situation, there's, like, a lot more detail that goes into that. But I will say, like, I wasn't super on board with that, and I said that. And so... You know, we had those conversations where it was like, there was a lot of pivoting within the music or bus mindset of like, this is where we want to go and we don't know how we're going to get there, but hey, the band thing's not really it. Like, I don't Mm want to be alone all the time. I don't want you on the road. And, you know, that's not the kind of lifestyle we envision for ourselves. So that was that like I said, there were other things that like kind of ended that journey, but at the same time, I think it became clear for us that we didn't really want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, dear. Yes. I don't know if there's anything particular that. Oh, I don't even really know how to answer this question. I feel like I could go a lot of ways. Um, more so than just like understanding what you do, I think it's understanding the whole concept. And it's not just mastering per se, but I think just understanding like the life of <clears throat> being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, what that entails. It entails risk, it entails startup time. Like it takes a while to get established and to get a flow and to have clients and get to a point where financially it is a viable thing. Um, the biggest thing for me with understanding everything was the cost of gear <laughs> and understanding, <laughs> yes. you know, I remember when we were engaged or first got married and he bought some speakers and then I found out how much those speakers cost. Mm-hmm. And it was like more than my wedding dress. And, 
know, that was that was something that was. And that's just what I bought them for. That's not what they're worth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so I think I, you know more than and I've never questioned like what he does in his office as far as just listening to music. I know it's more than that. Although I will say sometimes when you play two songs, the same song, but two different versions, I don't always tell the difference because I just don't have as good of ears as you, but I know that they're, you know, definitely better. So there's an importance to this that I was, I was talking with our marketing guy today and uh, we were going on, on like a, remember I asked you your opinion on copy today mm-hmm. and it's just like something that was like Brittany just recommended just like a font change on something and I, I do I do a, a, a decent amount of like editorial marketing for Emory Allen and um, it kind of came down to the the this exact thing that Brittany's talking about of you know it's like I'll show her like like two different things and if she can't hear the difference and it's like I one I wasted a morning no. but, but, <laughs> no, but also it, no but also it's that like it's not that important of a detail that like we'll just like lament over something and it's like you might just be chasing your own tail for something that's like not really like even that important and in all honesty like being able to kind of like step outside of you know I did probably just waste my morning but um like the clarity of like you know like that like what i was chasing is actually not really that much of a deal breaker and so i love having my wife to be kind of like a judge of like hey is this good like does this like kind of groove and stuff like that and sam i know that you've talked about like you'll pass some stuff by your wife and like you use her as like a pretty solid barometer on uh absolutely on like you know like what's current and whatnot and so um it's it's kind of it's kind of freeing to like kind of have like a like a non like like as much of an unbiased opinion as possible as opposed to like I I I guess I like I, as you said in the beginning I kind of like tainted you as far as like music is concerned <laughs> so it's like as unbiased as she can possibly be it's so nice to have that pretty clear opinion of like like even a mastering engineer needs like like a fresh set of ears sometimes and so. I'm really glad to have my wife for that, and I'm glad that she's like supportive enough that she's like, yeah, sure, I'll listen to, mm-hmm. I'll listen to this. So, and sometimes you need that. So, I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? I think I might have cut you off. Well, I was like, I would, but pretty much what Brittany said, the other Brittany said that you just including you just and, talk I, about yourself in <laughs> <a> third person, <laughs> like just including in things and explaining and talking about it, and um, it's like I want to know what what you're working on. I want to know what projects you're working on. Are you doing songs that you like? Are there any cool songs that I would like? Who is it? Is it a new artist? Is it someone you've been working with before? You know, I want to know all that stuff. I want, you know, just like people joke about girls call guys and tell them everything they ate during the day. Like, <laughs> I want to know everything you listened to today. I want to, I want to be a part of that. Um, and yeah, I think that's about. Cool. I think that's about all I have for that. Uh-huh. Appreciate you, Karen. <laughs> so, the final question is not a question for the wives. So, wives, you are off the hook. Uh-oh. Sam, Matt, here's a question not on our list for you. Ooh. What is the best piece of advice your wife has ever given you <laughs> oh about what you do or about business, or that's like really shaped your perspective on something that you? Do let's call it like on a day to day, but it may not be a complete day to day. But you get what I'm saying. The best piece of advice. It's gonna be hard to pick because there's just so many good <laughs> pieces of advice. The plethora. 
to pick from, you know, every day. Um, I mean, I, it's like I leave you here struggling and like I got mine like ready to go. <laughs> I mean, my over, like my overarching thing would be Brit believes in me more than myself, I think. That like, mm. I don't know if that's a piece of advice, but I think she has always had my back in music and always wanted me to do this. And I genuinely believe that. And I think it took a lot of years. It was my own personal mental issues dealing with like, does she really believe, like really believe, or does she really want me to do this? Or is she just saying like, you can do this. Mm -hmm. And like, like truly trusting her in that was my own like learning and acceptance that, yeah, this, this person really does love and believe that if I keep going, I can do this. And, you know, she's never given up on me. And I don't know if that's advice, but I would not be here today without her. I know that. And I wouldn't be as good a master engineer as I am. I wouldn't deal with people as well. Like one of the things when we first got married is I used to be very like, um, we called it sharp was our safe word, which is the wrong kind of safe word. But if I was being snooty or short or like kind of mean in my responses, because I kind of grew up being very like cut and dry in my family, um, she would say, you're being too sharp. And that meant like, I need to chill out and like rethink how I want to say things. Um, and... I know that has shaped me to allow myself to better serve my clients. Like, I'm very at this stage uh, interested in serving the client and helping them out and trying to figure out where are like you know, let's put myself in their shoes. Like, where what what's the context that they're coming to me in? And that was something I wasn't naturally good at, and Brits helped me become a better person and be less sharp to people. I know that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of it. I don't know. She just always has believed in me. I feel like like 1,000% that I was... I mean, I've always said I'm going to do music, but she always would say like, yeah, he is doing music. Like it's hmm. It was a different viewpoint, I think, of me being like, I think I can do this. And she's like, no, he is doing this. And that took me a lot of years to accept and believe. And that's what we talk about on the podcast too. Now is like, I always tell people like, are you mastering? Then you're a master engineer. Like you are doing it. You just mm -hmm. might not be doing it like to the scale that you, you know, whatever fake expectation you put on yourself, most likely. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably my answer. I want to honestly like think about this more later. <laughs> the best no, piece of advice. No, I don't feel like I mine left anything out. Mine is definitely not as sappy. I put you on the spot, and you just like <laughs> you just torched mine. Well, I like we can just close there. We can end. Cue the music. Season four's wrapped. Brittany, my wife is honestly so wise, and she's my <laughs> she's my zen. Like, I mean, I've told you that I think Matt, but like, she one of the reasons why I married her. She's like a solid freaking rock, and like. I don't know. So I'm going to think about it more. But what's your answer? 
<laughs> I mean, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, top that. I put you on. Uh, no, there, that. I, I don't know if I can. Yeah. I would say this all solid piece of business advice. Yeah, business. Um, in all honesty, that's made me um, a better person, a better dad. Um, by the way, a little little housekeeping. We got a we got a little baby monitor over here that may be going off here soon <laughs> with a baby waking up. So Brittany's got a dip. Brittany's got a dip. So, um, I, I so something that's made me just better at business and better at being a dad and better at being um, present is, and it's like we say it all the time is learning like the best way to create margin for yourself. And essentially managing like the bandwidth that you have. It's like we all only have like a certain amount of bandwidth. And um, a lot of that starts with um, learning how to say no. And generally you learn how to do that by not doing it enough. And then I won't say like, like hopefully you're like you're not hurting people around you by not doing that, but um, trying to be as emotionally aware as possible that. you know, this might be like, this might not be the best activity for me to do. This might be not even be per se like the best like client for me not to be working with. And so, as far as the piece of advice that my wife's given me that like I will say all the time to myself, um, I've even used this at Emory Allen, is uh, that some money just costs too much. And and it's like, you know, like if you just have like a client who's like promising the world, like this is like in the other business, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to do all this business with you this year. And it's like, at this point, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll see when the, when I see the PO come in. And then it's like, oh yeah, well, the product went out. It's like, I'll, I'll believe that when, uh, when I get your, when I get your check in the mail and the check clears the bank or, and it's like when transferring over to mastering, it's, uh, it's like, you know, you just, just knowing when like, you need to call something of like, this is not a healthy relationship like with this client. And this is not like at all, like, I don't know, Sam, you and I will trade back and forth just like certain stories and we'll just kind of like trade advice on like certain ways that like we handle clients or Mm -hmm. if one of us just like needs a piece of advice and just being able to like kind of create that like mental bandwidth and like expand that margin just to be like, you know, this really isn't worth the money and maybe I'm not the best fit for this, but just like saying no to a client that might be toxic, that kind of may ruin the rest of your day that then when you go home, that might um, affect what type of husband you are, what type of father you are. Um, And then, I mean, if that's a project that's going to like, that's pretty difficult too. And it's going to take you multiple days. And then like, when you're like working on something, you kind of like just know, like via the tra- via like the emails that have happened back and forth. You just kind of know, like, man, this is gonna have like stupid revisions, and it's just like, man, I, I I just I just know that I need to get out of this. Like writing's on the wall, and it's like, and I'll like I've come to Brittany a few times, just like, man, she's like, what are you working on? I was like, ah, I just. I'm just not feeling it. I just I just like I can't do it. It's like I've done stuff for. Like this band before, but just I, I just or like maybe like a, like just kind of like a toxic client. She's like, you know, Matt, you can say no, and she's like, mm-hmm. like some money just like costs too much, especially if it's like kind of like robbing you of your joy of doing this. And so it's like you don't have to do this. And so just like being able to like kind of free yourself of that. And so 
that's definitely on more of like a micro kind of a level as opposed to like a like a relational thing. But like knowing that like, yeah, your work does affect like who you are when you come home and making sure that like you manage that and that you like are the best person that you can be for like your wife and kids and um, any significant other per se. And I think so. you can carry that over to just the industry as a whole too. Sure. Like their whole endeavor of, you know, I have to always, whether you're doing it full time or you're doing it as on the side or as a hobby, like, you know, in this conversation, we have people on both sides of that spectrum. You know, you have to keep a, I think, a close, a close wrap on your why in the situation. You know, am I doing it for income? Am I doing it for, you know, to pay our bills and so we can have a life? Am I doing it for enjoyment? Am I doing it to, you know, serve somebody or volunteer work or whatever that looks like? And, um, like just always keeping a really close understanding of what your why is in the situation. And, and if it starts to veer and if, you know, in our, in our case, if your hobby or your side thing kind of overtakes family life, then that's a time too to think like, is this costing too much? Sure. And that's, you know, it's kind of a hard conversation to have sometimes, but it's an important one because if you don't catch it quick, it can go down a not so great path. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so Anywho, that was kind of like the little the little wrapping up question. Great. So let me see a little counter here. This is this is going on a little bit of a substantial episode. <laughs> so it might be my bedtime here. We're about an hour ahead of y'all. It's definitely ours. Y'all go to bed early, so it might be y'all's bedtime too. Yeah, yeah. we do. It is our bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> like what actually Biggie's been barking at, and he's like, Come on, guys. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah, I mean, he's like tired. out of sorts. He's a, he's definitely in bed. He's sleepy. He's in bed an hour and a half ago. <laughs> There you go. So, well, anywho, uh, Brittany's appreciate y'all both being on here. It's been this is this is a pretty cool way to wrap this season, and we've been trying to think of like probably like the best way to do it. And we've the past four years been getting just countless questions about uh, relationships and small business and how you um, how you make that work. And so, I appreciate. Um, the familial side of things and the um, the relational side of things and the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um, <laughs> but more, but more nonetheless, the good, the good, the good was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to say thank you all again. And uh, and yeah, you have anything else to say, Sam? Take Tell us the home, Matt. All right, <laughs> take us to bed. I believe. Let me pull up my calendar real quick. I believe. This episode is going to air on December 29th. Excellent. So what does that mean? We're, we're in the 13th month of the year. You don't know what day it is. It's like that time in between Christmas and New Year's. You have no idea what time it is. You don't even know what, like, you don't know what day of the week it is. Do we, take the, do we leave the Christmas tree up? Do we take it down? What do we do with it? Do we leave it up until the end of January? I don't know. So, But you know what you do know? that there's a sweet beat for the fourth year in a row queuing up from the background from the one and only Sam Moses at BeesaBeats.com. <laughs> Just kind of let, let it like play out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let it play. Listen to that sweet beat. Anyway, um, if y'all need a mastering engineer, you can find Sam over at Moses Mastering and you can find me over at For The Record Mastering. Uh, we would both love to uh, essentially, render our services to you. Yeah, we'd love to be your mastering engineer. We'd like to. We'd love to take your project across the finish line, and uh, 
yeah, if you have any comments, questions, or likes that you would like to distribute, feel free to go over to Apple or Google or Stitcher or whatever Overcast podcast thing you are listening to. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, Yeah, I think as for us, though, I think that's all we got for season four. Is there anything else for season four? Nothing else. Has everyone else already tuned out? (laughs) I think the wives are asleep. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you all next year. And... uh, yeah. You're going to tell me to cue I the guess. music? Cue the music. Cue it. <laughs> I'm kind of like just kind of living in 2021 right now. <laughs> guess we'll see y'all in 2022. Bye. See y'all later. Bye. Cue the music, all that good nonsense. Cue it. Check, 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 check. This is Matt after the fact. My wife let me know that I did the original ending without saying, you know, the normal closing tagline. So Sam, if you want to put this in later, you can say it. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever y'all that blah 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 blah. Take two. Can I say it? Oh, you want to say it? Yeah, yeah. sure. What exactly do I say? Morning, afternoon, night, whatever you have and have a good one. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're having, have a good one. Right. Have a darn good one. Whatever you want to say. You want to swear on? You want to swear no, on? I air? don't want okay. to. Okay. So it's like okay. This should be Sam. This should be a blooper. <laughs> this should totally be a blooper. Mm. Morning, like, afternoon, thanks evening. Thanks for having us on. No. Morning, okay. afternoon, evening, whatever you're having, have a good one. See you in season five. That sounds good. All right. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're having, have a good one. We'll see you in season five. Cue the music. <laughs> it's like the best blooper ever. <laughs> <laughs>